can a logical, analytical person believe in miracles? Several scientists, including a Nobel Prize-winning geneticist, share their answers to this important question. Truth is important, so let's explore it from multiple angles using twin lenses to examine the scientific world and the book that claims to be inspired by the God who made that world. With that in mind, please join us for our Truth in the Test Tube. Professor, I have a problem. My friend and I were reading the Bible today. We read about Jesus turning water into wine, walking on water and rising from the dead. We also read stories claiming that there had been a worldwide flood and that the sun had stood still in the sky for nearly two full days. My friend said these actions are scientifically impossible, so the Bible must be wrong. What do you say? Well, tell your friend he's half right. Miracles don't fit into the laws of science. But let's talk about the other half of what he said. Can something be possible if it isn't scientifically possible? Can something be possible if it isn't scientifically possible? I'll have to think about that before I can answer. To help you think clearly, let's sharpen our mental tools. Let's check a few definitions. One dictionary defines science as knowledge of facts and laws arranged in an orderly system. Another says science is ordered and systematic knowledge of natural phenomena gained by observation, experiment and induction. A Nobel laureate, the late American geneticist Dr. George Beadle, adds another point. Science studies the natural, the predictable, the repeatable, the verifiable. While you were reading those, I was looking up miracle. One dictionary says a miracle is a wonderful happening that is contrary to or independent of the known laws of nature. Another adds a marvel, a wonder, a supernatural event. Comparing those definitions, we notice that scientific knowledge comes by observation and experiment. Now, humans can't experiment with miracles, although humans have reported observing them. Natural science works with the predictable and the repeatable, but a miracle is usually a one-time event. Scientific principles apply when nature does something spontaneously, such as an earthquake or a volcanic eruption. Repeatable scientific principles are also working when a person applies electrical current to electrodes and performs an electrolysis experiment. By contrast, a miracle is beyond the ability of man or nature. If miracles occur, God is the only being who can produce a genuine miracle. Are you saying that things that are humanly impossible are possible? Your answer will depend on where you're coming from. If human beings are the highest form of life, then what's humanly impossible is impossible. What man can't do can't be done by any being. But if God exists, that changes everything. If there's a being with wisdom and power greater than man's wisdom and power, he can do things you and I can't do. What's humanly impossible is divinely possible. Are you saying God is a higher species than man? In a way, yes. You and I do things every day that ants and monkeys will never be able to do, because we have abilities monkeys and ants don't have. 
But if God is a higher order of being than we are, logically, he will be able to do things beyond human ability. So the humanly impossible would be possible with God. The Bible quotes God as saying, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And that's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 9. But one thing puzzles me. Christians claim that God created the universe and established its natural laws. But then Christians say God breaks his own laws by working miracles. If that's true, doesn't that mean the maker of natural laws is also their breaker? After creating order when he made the universe, wouldn't God create disorder and chaos if he performed a miracle? No. Let me illustrate why I say that. Objects fall to the earth unless they're lighter than air. The law of gravity keeps heavy objects from floating or rising above ground level. But an airplane is heavier than air, even when empty. Add tons of fuel, passengers and baggage, and it becomes much heavier than air. If the law of gravity had its way, that plane would never get off the ground. But the airport announcer says a flight is now loading at gate 3 and the pilot plans to take his heavier-than-air craft several kilometres into the air and stay at that altitude several hours. I think you're implying that natural laws continue to operate while God does a miracle, just as gravity continues to operate while a plane takes off. Yes, under certain conditions, another force overrides gravity. If a plane's wings and body are shaped certain ways, and if its engines move it fast enough, the airplane rises high above the ground. And aeronautical engineers use the principles of nature to make the law of gravity powerless to hold a multi-ton jumbo jet to the ground. Similarly, God can intervene and do something that overcomes the ordinary course of nature. So, can something be true if it's not scientifically true? Nobel Prize-winning physicist Dr George Beadle wrote, A supernatural event is, by definition, beyond the ken of science. Miracles are not repeatable by a scientific experimenter or observer. Therefore, some facts are true without being scientifically true. For example, historical facts aren't verifiable by science. We can't put Alexander the Great into a test tube. We can't prove by scientific means that the Caesars ever lived. Good point. If miracles fit into any area of human knowledge, they fit into history. A history professor, Dr John Warwick Montgomery, wrote, The evidence that biblical miracles really happened is as powerful historically as the evidence for Caesar crossing the Rubicon or Napoleon losing the Battle of Waterloo. We believe historical events if credible witnesses report that they occurred. But miracles need more evidence than most events. Why do you say that? Because most historical events are quite ordinary. Every battle has a winner and a loser. Historians merely have to report names and a few details. But when you claim that someone walked on water and returned to life from the dead, those claims need some extra verification. That's why God arranged to have his miracles witnessed so widely. For example, more than 500 people saw Jesus alive again after he'd been put to death. 
In fact, Jesus went beyond just showing himself resurrected to life. The Roman soldiers who killed Jesus had nailed him to a cross and had thrust a sword into his side. After Jesus came back to life, he offered to let people feel the wounds in his hands and his side. People who saw Jesus Christ under those conditions had no doubt he was alive again. Maybe it's a good thing that miracles aren't repeatable by scientific means. What do you mean? Well, I'm glad man can't reproduce a worldwide flood or extend one day to almost two days long. If man could do those things, we would be in deep trouble. I see what you mean. I can think of another reason to be glad that God has done miracles that no man can duplicate and that is arranged to have them verified by so many witnesses. That makes it easier for a reasonable, analytical person to believe that God exists. If we say that miracles are impossible, by implication we're saying that God does not exist. But if we recognise that God exists with infinite power and wisdom, it's not hard to believe that God can work miracles far beyond anything man can explain. You've been listening to Truth in the Test Tube, exploring what we discover in nature and what God has revealed in the Bible. You may email us at truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. That's truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. If you live in India, our email address is testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. Either way, we'll be happy to hear from you. Please join us again for Truth in the Test Tube.